Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Dave Warner, who announced his retirement officially from Test Cricket, won the international cricket yesterday. So what's it like to play with him? I'm fascinated to know the thoughts of his first ever captain at New South Wales. Dom Thornley's been good enough to jump on the line as we're talking about the career and the impact on Australian cricket of Dave Warner. Dom, hello to you. G'day, Sam. How are you, mate? Yeah, great. Thanks for, for coming on and a happy new year to you and yours. Your first time you met Dave Warner. Yeah, first time. Yeah, it was uh, would have been at state training. We heard of a uh, young left-hander with a bit of confidence uh, in the uh, eastern suburbs area. Um, had a pretty decent pull and cut shot. And, um, yeah, just a uh, lovely guy, respectful. Uh, straight away was asking questions about the game, wanting to learn. And uh, from the moment we saw him in the nets, you could sense that uh, yeah, the kid's got something pretty special. He's got some amazingly gifted hand-eye coordination. And... Um, yeah, like the jury was out a little bit whether he had, you know, the I guess the the mental strength to be able to cope with the demands of trying to be successful in that era, right at the beginning of his career. Uh, it was a very successful stage in Australian cricket, very dominant stage, and um, it would it, it take it would take something very special for him to, I guess, jump the ranks through the queues of all the, the batters around the country, and and he did it really quickly. Um, as, as we saw with uh, you know playing state cricket very uh, very sort of early from his grey cricket days and then straight you know, a month later he's uh, well the guy basically had a security escort through the Melbourne airport after that innings that he played uh, <laughs> against South Africa in the T20. So he hadn't even made his Shield debut at that stage, which I think hadn't happened for about a hundred years or something along those lines. Uh, it, it was extraordinary that he was sort of plucked. At that stage, Don, where was he in the opener's pecking order for New South Wales? Because he hadn't played a first-class game yet. Um, Phil Hughes, um, I think, debuted for Test Cricket in 2009, the late, great Phil Hughes. And you had a plethora of openers, by my memory, at that time. So where was he in your pecking order, let alone then he gets his surprise call-up to play T20 for Australia at the MCG? Yeah, there was two things that stood out that, that separated him from everybody. And one was... Uh, his ability to back himself and his, and his own ability and ride the the pressures, I guess, that everybody had in that era was that you had to perform. Performance was all it was all about performing well and being consistent to even get a look in. Um, you know, the rest of us were just working our craft in shield cricket and being consistent. You know, everyone was averaging forty plus and scoring hundreds, and we're winning shields and we're winning one day comps and. But we weren't even close to playing for Australia, and uh, which was which just showed you the dominance of the Australian team. Um, so in that era, you had to be successful all the time. As soon as you failed, it was all over. Mm. Um, 
the thing that stood out for David was that his ability to be able to cope with failures, I thought, was going to stand him apart from most of the other batters in the state. Uh, and that was pretty much proven straight away. Um, the other thing that really stood out for me, and, and, and the, the time that you know, the, the timing was that I was the uh, the acting captain of New South Wales for about a year and a half, while Simon Cadditch went and did his thing for Australia. Mm. And um, during that period, you know, I sort of saw that as a window to be able to bolster a, a very young, emerging New South Wales group uh, and start playing our own form of cricket that we wanted to play and the style of cricket we wanted to play. The really interesting part also was that these young players, blokes named like Stephen Smith and like Moses Henriques, Phil Hughes and David Warner and Daniel Smith and um, and, and the bowlers, Stark was even just lurking around then at the time. Mm. Cummins hadn't quite come on the scene yet, either at Hazelwood. But they're all players that had just come out of school and got walked straight into cricket contracts. So they never really had to work a day in their life and they didn't realise the value of a dollar at the time. Mm. Um, but that, what they did bolster was this enormous amount of skill and enormous amount of confidence within themselves. And, and and as a captain, you know, I was sort of trying to harness and leverage that as much as you can. I was from the old school, the old school of hard knocks. And, <laughs> you know, it was kind of like, well, hang on a minute. You can't just rock up and think that you're going to bat numbers one, two and three for New South Wales when you've only been here for two minutes. But... This kid just had this uh, ability to be able to face fast bowling really well. And for us, it was, um, you know, we'd been really successful at New South Wales Cricket for so many years. And um, sorry about the child in the background, mate. That's All good. School holidays for you. Um, <laughs> I did send him downstairs, but anyway. Um, uh, and we, um, you know, we were trying to blend basically a, a, a team that had an aggressive opening batter. Now, Kadich was away. He'd been really successful. Hughes was just starting to, to work his craft. And Haddon was away, obviously, as well. Um, so, yeah, we, we just sat together and I said to the group, look, we, I really want an opening batter who can take it to the bowlers straight away, get this team off to a start, show some initiation because we had a really young team. We had to you know puff our chest out a little bit against some of the great Queensland teams and Western Australian teams and so forth. And uh, And David was the guy that was able to, to demonstrate that for us. What don't we know about Dave Warner as a person? Because I made a comment in my opener that we don't really know. Even people that work in the media and commentate, you might interview him, but we don't really know him. What What's yeah, the biggest course. misconception about him as a person, Dom? Well, I think misconceptions probably around probably his arrogance. Um, everyone sort of thinks that, oh, he's a confident young lad. And he is, 100% he is. But he needed to be, to mm. be successful at the time. And what I really have enjoyed right through is the fact that he's remained, you know, confident, somewhat arrogant, but it's 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 showmanship, it's gamesmanship. Um, there's a fine line there. And the thing that struck a chord to me from the get-go was David wanted to... He wanted to front up at team meetings, at team discussions and have an impact. He wanted to have an impact... Yeah, even as a young cricketer who hadn't even played first-class cricket yet, he wanted to make a comment or two within the team meeting that actually was worth listening to. Uh, it wasn't just him saying something for the sake of saying it. It was very much factual. He'd done his research, and it was very much appreciated by the team. And that's what stood out for me about David was, um, one, his knowledge of the game was exceptional, really, really strong, even at a young age. 
um, coming through grade cricket and, and, and junior cricket. You know, he played a fair bit with Aussie as he's documented in the last few days. And um, he, just, he just had a really good uh, level mind about the game. He knew how to win games of cricket, which was important to us as well. It wasn't just about how to personally succeed, but... You know, his discussions were around the team and the bowling group and the batting group and the opening batters and the opening bowls of the opposition. It wasn't just about, oh, guys, this is what I'm going to do. It was never that. Uh, and that's what I really appreciated about him. Um, and then over time there, you know, when he started to actually gain some successes, you know, he even then, at a young age, had some younger players below him, a guy named Stephen Smith, and he was able to sort of just mentor for a while there in mm. early in the stages. And, of course, Stephen just flourished and became the player that he is. But, um, yeah, that was that was the, the intriguing aspect for me about David was um, that what you see from the outside certainly isn't isn't what, you know, what you what you get to know from, from the inside of the inner sanctum as such. Um, I think Shane Watson's probably in that same elk a little bit as well, that, you know, we saw Shane publicly, you know, everyone sort of had, had 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 their fun around Shane and sometimes his frustrations of not succeeding as much as you want. But you, know, you get Shane Watson in a room, he's as good as anyone to talk about the game of cricket with and a very personable, hospitable kind of guy. And that was what David was as well. Dom, great insight. And, and we really appreciate you jumping on to, to give it to us. Uh, thanks so much for being with us today and uh, enjoy um, what will be his final test match uh, at the SCG. It should be a pretty special event. Yeah, no, it will be, and I think it's important for us to acknowledge that you know this is a once-in-a-generation type cricketer, and we're we're very privileged to have had now you know a number of years to watch this guy play cricket. So, yeah, let's celebrate his last game on his home turf. Um, I really hope we can see a, a terrific hundred, um, you know, a typical Warner type innings to go out on. And uh, yeah, it's it's been a privilege to be able to uh, to watch him play and, and be in this generation um, that that he was uh, been able to play in. Well said. Dom Thornley, Dave Warner's first ever captain at New South Wales level on mornings.